You're listening to Girl Don't Trip. Kick back with us weekly as we have soulful conversations about balancing career, relationships, and how to stay grounded through life's wild transitions. Because we could all use a little support from our sister circle. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Girl Don't Trip Radio. Let's do this. Welcome back to Girl Don't Trip with Bianca and Gabby. If you are tuning back with us, welcome back. And if Hello. you're new, thanks for tuning in. And we're excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, here we are. And here we are. So, Bianca, mm-hmm. weekly question. <laughs> <laughs> Our check-in, how are you? I'm good. Um, I got a real wake-up call this weekend. Mm-hmm. I can't handle my liquor. <laughs> We are getting too old yeah, to drink. Like, just one glass and I'm good. Don't give me more because I yeah. don't want a headache. So mm-hmm. that was not fun. No, well, it was fun. <laughs> well, yeah, going out was nice, but waking up in the morning with a headache was not nice. No, so mamas went out, yes. <laughs> hit the town. Um, yeah, that was really dope and unexpected too. And we had. Um, our partners with mm-hmm. us and they got to meet for the first time which is really we're funny crazy because we've now known each other for a good amount so yeah, it's like, like almost a year and yeah. we're so close that it's like strange that they haven't met yet yeah. but they did and loved each other so mm-hmm. they clicked it was good yeah. but yeah we had we had the chance to check out uh, an event in columbia city I yeah that area is mm-hmm. columbia city and it showcased like a few artists and um few brands so that was really neat yeah it was cool because it was I'm assuming like a very underground yeah event it's definitely an underground I didn't see anything on social media about it um and yeah just being there that vibe was dope um it was just cool and different like Mm -hmm. I I don't think I've ever been to that kind of like showcase before it was almost like an open mic situation but um with different rappers and artists and yeah different brands like yeah. showcasing their it was work. neat to see people like go up on stage mm-hmm. and it wasn't a crazy busy event either. no like, it, it was, was very low-key yeah but um watching people to go up there and do I their know. thing I was like good on you because it was I, very encouraging because yeah like you said it wasn't and sometimes it's harder to perform in an event that's like mm-hmm. so intimate and you can like literally see the faces of everyone yeah. that's watching you. Um, but people went up there and like you could just see their passion yeah. and like not, I'm sure they had fears. I'm sure there was like stage fright and stuff, but they just pushed through and they like did it. Yeah. And that was dope. And you know, they had their friends supporting and all of that which was so cool and it was like encouraging for me because we've been doing this for a little bit now Mm -hmm. um we're still like very new but uh just the the different phases that we've gone through during this process up (laughs) until exactly and just like not being courageous or feeling like I don't know like this it's hard to be cool when you're like building something when you're doing something when you're trying to put something in the world um it's hard to like yeah to be cool or like to feel confident all the time so Mm -hmm. it's nice to be around other people that are also like very new in their creating like their creations and all of that and their 
they're able to do it in front of people and like take the risk of like not looking cool (laughs) yeah it's and there's so many setbacks too when you're starting something new like this yeah that no one really talks about during that process Mm -hmm. and you think it's just like a plane taking off, you know, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Up, up, up. You're just like, but off it's to like, the moon. no, there's sometimes there's going to be a few setbacks and you're learning a lot about yourself too during yeah. that process. But no, I was really glad that we went out mm-hmm. and did something outside. I know, something of different. What we normally do. So that was really yeah. good. And it was a Friday and I don't like going out on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 21 anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you like <laughs> hit me up and I was fully ready and prepared to say, girl, no, no, <laughs> like, I know. I was hoping you would say no. So I could tell hubby we can't go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but Jaron was like on my neck about it. And he was like, no, this is a good opportunity. I can yeah. meet them. And like, we need to get out or whatever. So I'm glad he did that because we had a great time. Yeah. We had fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was good. So how are you taking care of yourself right now? Um, so I guess this is me openly saying this to the world and I know my mom listens to the podcast, so don't hate me. <laughs> this year, I can say honestly, I uh, became an official smoker. Not a cute look. Wait, you didn't smoke before? No, I year? did, oh. but not like, it would be when I drank, yeah. you know, like that, kind of, it was like the casual cigarettes, but with a year I've had, I became yeah. a smoker. Mm-hmm. And it was like how I was dealing with the stress. the stress, right? And in like the past month, I was just feeling like this. I, I think it also comes down to like me feeling a lot better and I'm right. in a better place. So I'm really cautious about what I'm putting into my body, like how mm-hmm. I'm treating myself, you know? Yeah. And the smoking was like one that needed to go. It was yeah. like, it was a disgusting habit. Like, I'm sorry to say, like if you do smoke now, <laughs> But um, it is a disgusting habit, and it was more of me feeling like, do you care about yourself? Because you're putting this into your body, Mm -hmm. and it's not doing you any good. And I haven't had a cigarette in two weeks. Wow. So, I mean, I'm... I would I think they say six months of no smoking to get it like fully out of your fully system. Fully out of your system. Or for your lungs to be like a non smoker. Oh, okay. But um, I felt the damage it was doing to yeah, my body. Yeah, but you weren't like a smoker. smoker. Yeah, you, so I maybe like I and I feel so good right now, and I haven't had urges either. Yeah. So it could be because I wasn't, I haven't had years on me of being yeah. a consistent smoker. But um, it's I, I feel great from just giving that up. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. like I was so worried on Friday when we before we left the house. I was like oh my gosh, like, I know we're going to be drinking. Yeah. And that's my downfall. Right. Like, the mo- I, I go outside, I see mm-hmm. someone, and I'm like, okay, I need to have one too. I know. Alcohol is the gateway for a lot of a lot bad of behavior So it was really good to be able to go out and not, that wasn't even a thought in my yeah. mind. So that was really good. I'm proud of myself. Oh, I'm yeah. proud of you too. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. How about you? What are you doing differently now? Um, Just honestly, like... I'm not doing anything differently. Mm -hmm. I'm just, um, just trying to stay balanced and like reach back to those, uh, habits that feel good for me. Um, this year 
has been like pretty chaotic and I haven't been able to be consistent in like a lot of my practices Mm -hmm. and um, I've also developed new practices and it's just hard to like I have a hard time fitting everything in yeah only because like I put so much pressure on myself to have to be able to fit everything in you know what I mean like I want to be able to like work out and then be able to cook a you know great meal and then have time to meditate and Mm -hmm. then have time to like work on my art or whatever and then still get like a good amount of hours of sleep exactly (laughs) and then be able to sleep and like still be able to like watch netflix with bay like all of this stuff and like i was running into walls Mm -hmm. (laughs) essentially where it just got to the point where i was like burnt out from like trying to do everything but also the stress of like like, my energy was leaking because I would try to force, right? Yeah. And if I didn't get to something in the day or whatever, I would literally, like, beat myself up about yeah. it. And, and then it, it discourages would, you. Exactly. And it would carry on into the next day. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, And then girl, it's like, pattern, yeah. right? Exactly. And then it got to the point where I was just so beat up, like, burnt out from uh, all of that energy that I was wasting. Yeah. That, like, I just all of those habits like fell away almost you know so I'm just like trying to be intentional about what I can fit in what I can't in like just having forgiveness around that um and also like I guess like parenting myself with like yes it's nice to sit on the couch when you get home from work and like but is decompress exactly but is this productive and Am I just, like, wasting time right now? Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just trying to be really intentional about, like, coming home, taking 10, 15 minutes to, like, decompress, but then, like, getting back on whatever tasks that I have set out for myself while I'm at home. So that's whether it's, like, laundry or, like, whatever, dishes, whatever. Get that out of the way. Get my workout out of the way. And then use the time that I have left before bed or whatever to, like, you know meditate or like journal yeah or like make some art or whatever and then like when I'm in bed have that intentional time with um my partner and stuff and it's been helpful and I I'm finding that I'm like way more productive now Mm -hmm. having that mindset um so yeah it's just it's it's funny because you still have the same amount of hours in your day the same amount of hours and that was the thing that was like killing me because it was like i'm not the like i'm busy but i'm there are a lot of busy people in the world and they managed to get their tasks done and like uh mama can be a procrastinator Mm -hmm. so i just had to be (laughs) i just had to be like honest with myself and say like yo are you really using your time wisely and intentionally and like scrolling instagram is not not helping anyone yeah (laughs) so just getting breaking those habits and stuff and I'm sure I'll regress and like there might be days where I do nothing but and you're you're allowed to have those days exactly yeah I'm just trying to be more intentional about when I'm resting and when I'm working yeah yeah good I'm Mm -hmm. glad it's working for you that's good that's really good so this week we had another mind-blowing uh, yeah, conversation like, like we've just been like meeting these incredible women who are sharing their stories with us and sharing their art at the same uh-huh. time but seeing the differences that they're making in the world or in their community mm-hmm. it's just been so inspiring 
and like it just keeps encouraging me yeah. to keep doing what we're doing right. so this one was just it's it, every one of the people we've been meeting are just so different. So different. So, and some of them have the same professions as each other, but your, yeah. their stories are so different. But this week we had the chance to sit down with Tanisha Frazier. Mm-hmm. And she is a photographer. Yes. Um, from Seattle. And she's doing some amazing things in the community. And I think one thing I've, like love about what she does is definitely the fact that she's hitting a market that is so beneficial to the world yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's the young generation mm-hmm. of kids growing up how can we influence them in a positive way right yeah so she does a lot of work um in the community with kids and teaching them photography which is incredible um and you'll hear in the conversation just the passion that she has for these children and the work that she's bringing to the world and just how not only is it affecting the kids that she is teaching but I loved how open and vulnerable she was about how that work is healing herself like how how much growth and healing she's experienced through being a teacher and being mm-hmm. that pillar in her community and trying to um, just really step into her power and to her truth and like live and work from that space. Yeah, she's definitely a big advocate for living the life that you're teaching other people, mm-hmm. right? And staying true to yourself with yeah. that, which is really hard nowadays to, with social media, we want to protrude. A lifestyle that is not what we're really doing or we right. just or it's like that um uncomfortable feeling of being vulnerable and yeah. being honest with the world right. or with um your friends or whatever it may be and so she definitely has broken that barrier mm-hmm. of that uncomfortable feeling and has taken advantage of that feeling now she like you'll hear on the episode like she says like she likes to be uncomfortable yeah. now which is so dope. Oh, so dope. And, like, I think we're getting to that point mm-hmm. a little bit, too, because that is where you grow. Like, yeah. I've spent so many years just, like, not, not um, being honest about what I want to do, not being honest about who I am, mm-hmm. questioning who I am, all of these things, but, like, just choosing to like step into that your authenticity into like that that space it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of um discipline even it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of uh faith but what comes from it is like like that is the the motivation that's going to keep you going and she speaks on that just like when you decide to open up your life and you take that step, that leap of faith, like the universe, divine God, like meets you yes. and begins to show you things mm-hmm. um, and begins to like validate your experiences and all of these things. And that just keeps you going and keeps you motivated. Yeah. And like, I love that she was just so honest and open about that process yeah. because like, as we're experiencing it ourselves, it's hard, it's difficult, it can be lonely and isolating, but like, 
as soon as you do that, like the world just opens up to you. Yes. It's really appreciating these situations that you're faced with. And a lot of times we question, why is this happening to me? But she explains like the beauty of these things that Mm -hmm. happen in your life that you're wondering, why is this happening to me? I've been such a great person. I've been making sure I do everything right. So this shouldn't happen to me. Yeah. But she opens up that avenue where you really appreciate these bad things that Mm -hmm. happen and you come out of it so much stronger and you want to be better and do better. Yeah. And I love that about her. So here you go, guys. Hello and welcome back to Girl Don't Trip. We have Tanisha here with us and we're really excited to have this conversation. It's a deep one, I have a feeling, so yeah. <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Yeah. So Made thank it. you for coming out and having this conversation with us. Mm-hmm. So we discovered you from Clean Slay. Yeah. And that's when we were doing our little blog. Okay. Yeah. And then just kind of keeping up with you on Instagram. <laughs> and then happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very inspired by yes. like, your work and what you're doing. So yeah. we're like, we definitely need to talk to her. Yes. <laughs> After watching your testimony, I cried. <laughs> I cried the whole time. And then I text Gabby mm-hmm. and I was like, you need to watch this. Yeah. I'm crying right now. Yeah. yeah. So it was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with everybody. Thank you guys for just, like, being, like, I guess inspired by it. It was very, like, nerve-wracking on my end to even share that piece of myself. So I didn't really know what it was going to do. But I'm just happy that a lot of people were moved by it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, showing up in your truth can be very hard, you know, especially when you aren't aware of certain things. Mm -hmm. And then when you confront these things, it's just, like, weights. Right, yeah. Just being lifted, so... I mean, yeah. That's good. I'm I'm glad that people felt the way that they did after watching that because it made a difference. And it's a topic that people don't really talk Talk about. about. It's always hush-hush. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So give us a little background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, of course, I do photography. Um, I've been doing photography for about five years Mm -hmm. professionally, but I've been taking pictures ever since I was seven. So I definitely been doing this for quite some time. Um, What made me pick up a camera, I guess my aunt, um, she used to come over to my house a lot and she would take pictures and I was her model. (laughs) So um, it just sparked me to pick up a camera too and just like, I like storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I guess like I could tell the stories of other people or just like when I was taking photos, I was taking them at school and stuff. So just taking photos throughout the year, just sharing what happened that year, sharing Mm -hmm. my different experiences. And it just kind of went from there. Um, I moved to Louisiana and I was going to be doing real estate. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Like got my license and everything out there, but I guess God had different plans for me. And um, my aunt, she had some daughters that um, were in acting and it kind of sparked from there. She's like, you're always carrying a camera. You should take their photos. And Mm -hmm. at this time I didn't have like a professional camera. I had my phone and she was just like, use your phone. And I took them and people were like, wow, these pictures look just like... Just with, like, an iPhone? iPhone. Oh, like, and this is when iPhone photography kind of just started. Yeah. So 
wasn't like something big at the time right but that's when they had the apps where you can like you know create it and all that yeah stuff like that and People thought it was digital. They were like, how are you taking these yeah. photos? What kind of camera are you using? I'm like, my phone. And I asked people like to do photo shoots on my cell phone. And oh, they wow. thought I was crazy. So, <laughs> I mean, it started from there. But it was just those moments of just being kind of mm-hmm. like, just go with it. Right. Like, you know, if people are with it, you know, they'll say yes. And if they're not, exactly. then they'll decline. But, I mean, it was just from that moment and coming back to Seattle I um, spent my last $200 on a camera at a pawn shop, and the wow. rest is history. So, yeah. That's, that's amazing. So, you're completely self-taught then? Yeah. Like, um, I did spend some time under um, Erica, who has amazing photography. Um, she mentored me when I first got back here. I okay. also worked with, um, his name's Randy Gibson. Um, he does, like, video and photography as well. And so there's just a few people I connected with, also Kariba. So it's, like, the black photographers yes. within Seattle. And I just was watching them and kind of seeing, like, what they were doing and just mm-hmm. gaining, like, kind of an understanding for photography. Right. Mm-hmm. But just, I wanted someone that I can, like, shadow and just see, like, what do they yeah. do, like, you know. The day-to-day of it. Pretty when much. it's your real life job yeah like, this is not just a hobby anymore. exactly yeah so it just i mean it kind of started from there and mm-hmm. then like i just kind of went with it yeah that's awesome. so dope <laughs> that's so dope thank you so um you're very open with addiction and how you've experienced being around people that have gone through addiction and you also bring in your belief with christianity yeah um has that been something that has always been introduced like Christianity or was it something based off of what has happened with your family that brought you guys to the church um so I mean I was obviously brought in the church Mm -hmm. at an early age Mm -hmm. like I mean before I could even walk so yeah yeah I mean my grandma was the person that like kept that part of me instilled um and I guess like growing up I mean I was in the church all the time yeah but it was just like I guess I didn't understand really what I was going for right you know I yeah. feel like sometimes you go because you have to you have to so um it's not that I wanted to be there yeah. but I felt like I didn't understand why I was there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um obviously I feel like when you're raised on something, it kind of carries throughout yeah. your adulthood, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like even if you stray away, it's always there. But it's like when you come back to it, it's like that, wow, okay, I understand why all this had to happen. There's like a new meaning yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I came back to the church on my own. Like yeah. It wasn't like a forceful thing. It wasn't because someone was in my ear saying, mm-hmm. oh, you need to like do this and do that. Yeah. It was just because I was lost, you know, I was really lost in the world. I was trying to fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find myself in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just never happy. Relationships just, you right, know, yeah. it's like you go through all these different situations and you're like, something is missing. Yeah. And I don't know quite what that is. And it was just like, I was on this journey of like, trying to figure out what it was mm-hmm. that I was missing. And it just started there. And so everything was kind of like, well, I remember when I was the happiest and it was when I was in church. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, there was a sense of joy that it brought me 
And I mean, I don't, I feel like church, the word of church. It's heavy. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy, heavy word. word. Um, when people hear that word, I feel like they run from it. Yeah. Because it's like, it comes with this like, almost like intimidation mm -hmm. of like, you're supposed to be living this perfect life. Yeah. Right. That all of us seem to like, kind of like, you know, like we fall short. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, I think I, I try to tell people like church is like a hospital. Mm -hmm. We're all sick, you know, yeah. we're all, we're all looking for something too at the same mm -hmm. time, like including the pastors or including like your deacons or your music ministry, yeah. everyone. It's like, but sometimes people put people on pedestals exactly. and they expect them to be a certain type of way because they're in these leadership positions, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all human, you know, like we're all human and we're bound to make mistakes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's not for us to judge. It's really for us to like lift people. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I was broken, it was somebody who lifted me mm -hmm. to give me hope, mm -hmm. you know, but if someone was to beat me down, I would have stayed down. Right. You know? Yeah. So I feel like in the church, I got a lot of that uplifting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like when I came back, it's like people were welcoming me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they knew me from childhood. Yeah. So it was like, there was a relationship there and of course, you got your people who are still discovering themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and I feel like that's in any place, you know, your job, right, absolutely. Your yeah. Yeah. Your family, like, you just, like, there's no perfect, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. It just, I felt like that was, like, my safe haven. And I felt like I was called to come back and figure out why I ran from. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Like, what pulled you away from the church in the first place? Was it just, like, growing up and you starting to question your beliefs and, you know, question why you were going in the first place that yeah. pulled you away or just life circumstances? It was seeing people and, like, judging them mm -hmm. based on what I was hearing. Yeah. You know, like, in the Word, you hear mm -hmm. certain things, and then... You're looking at everybody. And There's like, hypocrisy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Okay, you guys have these kind of rules for me, but I don't see you abiding by the rules yeah. that you're setting on me. Yeah. And so I think that's where things became a lot more questionable for me. It's like, okay, well, why can't I do these things? Like, you know, like there was things that your parents would tell you not to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, me, I was that person that wanted. <laughs> To find out why. Like, yeah. it's like why You're like, I'm not taking no for an yeah, answer. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I like a challenge. So, I guess, like, everything in life when someone said I couldn't, I wanted to prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think that also comes from, like, I felt like there was a lot of things, like, I even talked about in the video. Like, there was just things that were given to me, like, at birth, you know, just yeah. labels. Mm -hmm. Um and I felt like all the odds were truly against me growing up. I just had so many things I was dealing with that I wasn't really sharing, yeah. wasn't really talking about. And I put on this mask to be someone, you know, but it was like deep down, I was really feeling a whole different type of type of way. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, um, can you say your question? <laughs> okay, no, just like what led you to like straying away from the church and finding a different path at that time? Yeah, so I feel like really it was like I needed to find out like for myself. Mm -hmm. I needed to figure out like why I couldn't do certain things. Um, 
you know, I, I needed to know because I feel like we all, like our parents or anyone can tell us what not to do, but yeah. you don't know until you go through it, right. you Absolutely. know, like you don't know what the experience is going to be like. You don't know why you have to go through it. Yeah. And I feel like everything happens for a reason, you know? So I felt like at that time in my life, I was just, I was kind of mad at the world just yeah. for all the things I had to go through and, you know, things that I didn't have like someone to kind of lean on and talk to at those times. Mm -hmm. um, so it just, it just left me like in this kind of like, I guess this, gray area yeah you know where it's just like uh, i'm not sure i'm not sure on things and mm -hmm. so i just kind of just like i said i strayed and i i just try to figure things out like through the experiences that i was having by being in the world right? yeah yeah so and i feel like that's the only way you can compare things like you know you can't really truly speak on something unless you have the experience exactly yeah. and so like for me like i really didn't know anything until i went through stuff you yeah. know, and I think that's where a lot of like my awareness came from mm -hmm. was because I went through so much mm -hmm. that when I came out of certain things and then I found out what was waiting on the other side, I started understanding why I was going through those things. The purpose yeah, of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like I mean, you had said something earlier pretty much where, you know, certain things happen in our lives and we don't understand why yeah. and we question it and we're like god yeah i'm mad at you i've been feels so unfair and it feels like a burden that was yeah. placed on you for whatever reason yeah. I, I think for myself growing up in the in the church when you're a child you have this idea that if i'm a good person good things happen yes. to yeah. me and god doesn't punish and god good doesn't people. punish good people but reality is, it's not. Every, you can be a good person, but bad things can still happen to you. But it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah. There's a reason why God's testing you. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes in life, we we all make a decision, right? Yeah. And sometimes you know that decision like is either good or it's mm -hmm. bad because you have like this feeling that comes over right. you when yeah. you feel like it's something you shouldn't be doing. But when you like kind of second guess it and you do it anyways, it's yeah. almost like. These are things that come with something. Anything you do comes with some type of consequence. Right, like a cause and effect. Yeah, yes. pretty much good or bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel like we reap what we sow. Mm -hmm. And sowing to me is the words that you express because mm -hmm. you can sow by just the word choice you use like mm -hmm. into your memory. Yeah. Um, the people you surround yourself with, the things that you involve yourself in, like, so everything you do, like, you're sowing a seed, and, yeah. you know, if you sow it in good soil, good things come right. about. If you sow it in a bad soil, bad things come about, yeah. but it's, it's just to show you how strong you truly are, mm -hmm. I believe, um, because with the bad experiences, that's where I grew up the most, like, right. through those bad experiences, I... I pushed myself so much more because it's almost like your back's against the wall. You don't have options. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What can you do? Right. You know, and I feel like that's the only time you'll move. When mm -hmm. everything is going yeah. good. Yeah, when it's comfortable. <laughs> exactly. <and you're> comfortable. <laughs> what is yeah. there to fix? Life is good. Exactly. Like, I'm on the right path and you're not thinking to better yourself or right. anything after that point. Exactly. And I feel like you can only relate to people or like, because you clearly you have a mission that is a lot bigger than 
you and your vocation, like what you do for a career, right? Your mission is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes you have to go through that, like the darks, the lows, the different situations in order to reach people. Yeah. Because like you were saying, if you haven't gone through it, you can't speak on it. You're not even relatable. You can't even relate. Exactly. You can't, you know, be that the testimony that someone else needs to hear to get them through the situation too. Exactly. So yeah, there's purpose in like everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it really started to like, you know, my dad passed away this year. Yeah. And um, I tell people this story, like this has been like the story that I t- I've told all this year. Yeah. Because I got baptized like a week and a half before my dad passed and I didn't know what was getting ready to take place. Mm-hmm. But before that, I had this feeling that was coming over me, like, you have to do this. Yeah. It was like everything was setting me up for this moment that it's like God knew I was getting ready to have. And, you, you know, like, I questioned God the moment that it happened. Yeah. Like, as soon as I got the call, the first thing I shouted out was, God, why? Yeah. You know? Like, I just rededicated I dedicated my, my life, life to back you. to yeah. you. Like, you know, it's almost like, but that was the test. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, God wants to know, like, I can take you through so many different episodes. Yeah. Some of them good, some of them bad, but are you going to kind of, like, question me? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stray? Exactly. You know, are you going to run again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this time, I, like, chose to, like, just go through it. Yeah. Like, I saw my true strength this year. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people have told me, like, T, you're really strong. Like, you know, like, and I didn't believe these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, yeah, people say those things. And you're like, okay, thank you. Yeah. But I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it until I lost my dad because I seen the stuff that I had to endure. Mm-hmm. And not running away from it. And exactly. Like just facing I it. couldn't. Yeah. It was like, there's nowhere to go. Right. Yeah. You know? And I think that's when, like, life really revealed itself to me. It was like, you are stronger than you know. Mm-hmm. And you have faced so many obstacles, but look at every time you go through something, look what happens when you go through it. Right. Yeah. You, you always come out on top. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's being thrown at you. You always seem to find a way to get through. And I think that we don't really see a lot of people, like people will portray themselves to be a certain way. Yeah. Like you see a lot of people nowadays, it's just like they're on Instagram, everything looks good because they're posting all the things. That yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the downfall you know? with social media. You can really portray a lifestyle <laughs> that you're me. definitely not living. And that's why I was like, this is what made me also do that because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that people I've put them on a pedestal and when they talk to me, it's like they're human. They, yeah. They're going through real life experiences yeah. and they're feeling like the strong people. I feel like the people who we look up to being strong, they need people too. Exactly. You know, yeah, like, yeah. They need people to talk to too. They're not, it's not like they're strong and they don't go right, through yeah. anything. Exactly. You know? So I feel like it was just more so it was for everyone. It was for everyone who could relate. Yeah. It was everyone who has had an issue with even tapping into their their truth, going mm-hmm. deep into yeah. themselves. Because sometimes we want to surface right and we don't want to go all the way in. And mm-hmm. I feel like the healing begins when you try to go deep within yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, how can you change the world? Like, I hear a lot of people, I want to do this, I want to mm-hmm. do that. But everything starts with you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you're not willing to change who you are, then you can't change anything, anything. around you. Absolutely. So I feel like that's 
where at least my journey began, it was like, you change you first and then you see everything around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you, so once you made the decision that you're not going to run away anymore, that you're going to walk through your life's trials and tribulations, what tools and resources did you reach out to, you know, to get into um, that helped, that facilitated that healing for you? So the, um, the organization that I reached out to to share this video is The Journey to Compassion, yeah. um, which I spoke to a guy by the name of Tanelli. He was, at this time, I had seen some of the videos he did, and he had did a video on this um, homeless man. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy to me because, you know, some people see homeless people and they're just like, oh, they chose to be in that position yeah, yeah. and not even truly knowing their story. Mm-hmm. But this man has a story that he used to be this athlete or a track runner I guess and he just happened to I guess his life just happened life happened you know and it was just by him even like sharing that story and then there was other people he interviewed I know he interviewed like his sister um his mother just certain people around him and I was just listening to their story and you know it was just like it was them expressing their truth that really mm. moved me. It was yeah. like, wow, like, you never know what people are going through. He had people from all different backgrounds, too. Yeah. So it was like, I was just amazed at what people were saying. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is, like, needed. And this happened right before. This happened probably a month or two before my dad passed. Like, oh, I wow. had reached out to him, and I was like, hey, I have a story yeah. that I want to share, but I'm afraid to share it. And mm-hmm. we sat, we met, and I like I don't know. I as soon as I met him, I felt like this energy, and I felt like it was like just like a good spirit, and mm-hmm. I felt like he expressed his like story kind of first, mm-hmm. and it just made me just I just start rambling. Right, <laughs> I was yeah. Like oh my god, like I don't know, it's just all coming <laughs> out. <laughs> but it was just there that I was like, wow, like I'm not that comfortable with people like that to just be telling them my story. Yeah. You know? exactly. So for me to be that comfortable, I was like, yeah, I, I feel I have to do this. But, but then my dad passed. And of course, I didn't know if I could, mm-hmm. but I did reach back out to him. And I was like, you know, I believe that I have to tell this story because this is not only healing for me, but mm. it's healing for my family. Yeah. Um, like, my family has been so, like, kind of like we all been doing our own thing. Scattered. Yeah. yeah. And when death happens, like, you know, like, that's when you see everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. 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 Funeral and, mm-hmm. But it was like, we don't need to just be meeting at funerals. Yeah. It shouldn't take a funeral yeah. for us to just decide right, to, come to come together. together. You know, like, life is too short, and that's what I felt like was being, like, at least that I, I was being taught that mm-hmm. you, you don't have tomorrow to wait. Yeah. You know, like, you have to do it now. If you feel it, act on it. Yeah. And I felt like this was something that needed, because literally right after my dad passed, two months later, my grandfather passed. Wow. So it was like, oh, we don't have time. Yeah. You know, someone was knocking at the door mm-hmm. now, like, hey. It's time. Yeah. It's yeah. time that you share this. It's time that you start the healing because yeah. it's needed now. Yeah. And he provided the platform for me to share that story. He and I. It took me almost. 
probably about a good eight months to really put this wow, out. Wow, really? Oh, wow. So yeah. this has been recorded for a while now. Yeah, we recorded all this. We didn't, we just put it together probably about two and a half months ago, like when it was kind of, kind of like at its final stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, in, in those are, that's the thing. Great things take time, right? Yeah, they you do. Know, like when you're doing something for, greater purpose mm-hmm. it's not about how fast you can get it right, out there yeah. it's like you know like this is real mm-hmm. and i wanted people to feel it not just me just saying stuff and you're not even being moved by it right exactly. so it was like however long it was supposed to take that's how long it wasn't i was like i made 30 this year i was like this is my new like, new decade, like yeah. exactly yeah. you know like i'm this is the year of awakening for me and i was like what a better way to like give something than on my birthday Mm -hmm. you know like and i don't know it's just i didn't expect it to be what it's been to people i got a lot of people who reached out to me and was like t like thank you for this like i needed this this was beautiful we need to hear more stories like Mm, this like what are you doing with this right and I was just like, honestly, I, I didn't plan on doing anything. I just wanted to put it out there because it's my way of healing. And whatever comes after it, I, I just say it's whatever God has planned for it to do. So, yeah. Was there any, like, doubt or, um, I guess, like, I want to say, like, vulnerability, like, hangovers? Like, once you put the video out, like, were you like, oh. What did I just it's do? It's out there like, right now. Yeah, exactly. Should I delete like, it? Like, <laughs> like, make it out here on the internet, basically. What was that feeling like? So, before we actually put it out, we were, like, uh, we were putting together trailers. And, yeah. like, um, of course, there was so much. There's there's not even all of the pieces that we, like, recorded mm-hmm. that's on that video. Yeah. There's so many more pieces that I'm like, oh, we should have used that part. <laughs> uh, but we decided to use certain topics, right? Yeah. So, one of the first topics we used, um, if you go to the Journey to Compassion's page, they have one of the topics that we spoke on. And that's when I, um, that was the first video I seen of me out there yeah. speaking. Right. And I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even, they were posting it. I was not posting it. I was like, I was so, because it was my fear. It wasn't yeah. nothing to do with them. Because sometimes, you know, like when you don't post certain things, people make their own assumptions. Yeah. And right. I didn't want anybody to think that. You didn't appreciate it. Yeah, like, yeah. But I was just nervous. I was like, yo, this is like me being very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm ready. Like, you know, and but the thing was is they kept encouraging me. They kept just like giving me so much like giving me so much peace during the process mm-hmm. because it was very hard for me to share this part of myself. Yeah. Um, so the day that it came out, I watched the video like 15 times. <laughs> I kept like watching it on repeat you know but that's us who critique ourselves so much and people don't even notice what we notice like no one noticed anything that I was picking on but it was really I guess when I got my relief is when I got the feedback yeah it was like the things people were saying is what really moved my spirit it was like this was supposed to happen because mission accomplished yes it landed and it was well received yeah that was the goal and i was raw like i i I didn't want to be like made up and all that i wanted people to see me in my own as you yeah Yeah. like you know i didn't want to be this 
Instagram person yeah, that yeah. you see dressed up all the time. Like, I wanted to show you, like, this is me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not like this all the time. Like, I, you know, I'm down. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like this kind of clothing. It's comfortable. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, I'm relatable. Really, yeah. that's what I wanted you to see. Like, like, I mean. This can happen to anybody. Anybody. You know, yeah. like, despite what, you know, you may think. Like, we're all going through something and I just wanted to be able to share this piece of myself with people so that they can possibly share their truths or you know begin their healing process Mm -hmm. so yeah that's beautiful so with um everything that's been happening in your life Mm -hmm. in your personal life you've taken your love for photography and now brought it to the new generation the up-and-coming generations how uh, what was your vision behind that to start with um, so the crazy thing is that I didn't think that I'd be teaching photography. Mm-hmm. It just kind of was one of those things that happened. Um, I was shooting at yeah. an actual event, um, called the Man Up Conference. And, um, I seen one of my old, like, counselors, like, well, he used to work at the, uh, Southwest Boys and Girls Club in, um, not, what was it, Boys and Girls? Southwest Community Center, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, in West Seattle. And I went to Denny Middle School and so... They used to have just people up there, you know, mm-hmm. take care of kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, um, one of the guys that worked there. And I used to go to school with his brother. Long story short, um, he seen me and he was like, I didn't know you did photography. And I was like, yeah, I've been doing it for quite some time. And mm-hmm. he's like, we're actually, it's just crazy because we're looking for a photographer for our summer program. And I was just like, what? Yeah. I was like, okay. I, he was like, have you ever thought? And I was like, it's it ran across my mind, but mm-hmm. I just never, I didn't think yeah. it happened, you yeah. know? So I didn't want to pass up on the opportunity because I like working with kids. Like mm-hmm. my grandmother used to have like a daycare and I've nannied and all that kind of okay. stuff. So it was like, it was just second nature to me. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was the opportunity that I got just doing photography, being in the right place mm-hmm. at the right moment. And that opportunity presented itself. Um, I enjoy it so much. It's the most humbling experience that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, These kids that I work with are just so amazing. And I don't just teach them how to use a camera. I feel like photography has made it about the tools that you have, like the lens and the Mm -hmm. camera. And it's just like everybody's on this. And it's so expensive. Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 really expensive for no reason. Yeah. I try to get them to understand the art of storytelling mm-hmm. and um, just perspective right. um, because we all see things differently. Very differently. Um, I mean, I feel like that's why I even told my stories just yeah. to give you another perspective of who I am, mm-hmm. you know, not just not just making your own assumptions. Yeah. And so I try to do that too within the class because it's like, I don't want you guys to be trying to copy each other. Mm-hmm. I want you guys mm-hmm. to really show what you bring to the table. Yeah. And it's like, no, nothing is wrong. You know, I know some people even talk about other photographers where they'll be like, oh, their pictures aren't good. And yeah. I'm like, well, define what a good picture is. Exactly. You know, it's what you see it as being, this is life through your lens. Is This is how you view things. And yeah. so I, I feel like everybody can be a, a photographer you know everybody can take the photos but it's the story that you're trying to tell what story do you see Mm -hmm. maybe you see someone um that you kind of resemble in a way you know and you tell your story through them you know like 
you use them as like the narrative like yeah. you know so it's just getting them to just um kind of step outside their comfort zones and see photography in a different light from the one they see on instagram because they're coming up in this era too. yeah so it's just like i don't want to just teach them how mm-hmm. to use the camera i want them to apply this into their life as well yeah. because like as you're going into any career I feel like life is happening at the same time exactly. you know so it's like how do you make both exist mm-hmm. in you know I guess in your career yeah and using yeah. your life as like inspiration for your art exactly your so I mean it it has been very like I've learned a lot from them too mm-hmm. because we do like check-ins mm-hmm. like you know we don't just go straight into photography we check in with them and it's just surprising what I hear them say and I wanted to work at Aki because Aki is like like it's very diverse there mm-hmm. but they they've gone through a lot of different changes you know a lot of different obstacles even mm-hmm. from being younger and hearing about Aki the things that I would hear and it was just like it's a school that's you would consider being like a challenge in some way mm-hmm. and I felt like I want to work with that kind of school. I don't right. want to work with a school that just already has everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to work with, at a school where I can build with the school, you right. know, like we can start something, a movement of some sort mm-hmm. and take these kids that, you know, are going through life experiences mm-hmm. to the next level. Um, we have two girls that came in when we first had them they were having a real hard time, you know, and it was because we're checking in with them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not yeah. like just like, oh, you're coming to the class, listen, do this. Right. It's like, how are you guys feeling today? What's going on? You know, how was your weekend like? Mm-hmm. Like really asking them, you know, you have kids that be like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we're not holding you guys hostage. Yeah. Yeah. At any moment, you guys can leave. Like, you don't have to be in this class. You guys decided to mm-hmm. pick photography. And we just want to make sure you guys are good while we're here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's those kind of conversations, just talking to them like they're real people. Well, like, yeah, I think that's the problem sometimes with schools and, like, programs like that that are geared to kids. It's like... They are people at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah. They have feelings, emotions, like kids. And opinions. Have, exactly. <laughs> they have complex lives. Yeah. And like sometimes as an adult, you don't, I don't feel like we do a good job of like speaking to that part yeah. of children. I agree. And I think that's, we, we started with like eight kids and now like our roster has gone up. Like wow. this year, our pretty much, we our whole roster was filled. We had two empty spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, so it was just kind of like crazy to see the numbers rising of students who want to come to this class, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and see what it's about. I don't know if it's their friends talking right, about yeah. just the experience they're having. Yeah. And then we also do like photojournalism. So I have them like write to the photos that they take oh. and I, you know, challenge them to dig deep, yeah. you know, like don't just see the photo as being a photo. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, we can look at and observe this room and say, there's mirrors, there's windows, but mm-hmm. what else? You yeah. know, like, what What do you see that nobody else may see, right, you know? Yeah. Or what could you say? What are you feeling? What mood is it? Like, yeah. you know, I get them to really go deeper within themselves, and you'd be surprised what they say. That's why, like, we yeah. got poets. We, yeah. got, <laughs> we got politicians, because yeah. when they talk, I'd be like, yo, I don't even know if I could have put that together. That's but beautiful. it's just... 
it's like it's amazing like I really feel like that's what makes this all worth it it's just mm-hmm. working with these kids they're in the next generation and it's like what a, what better place to be in you yeah. know or what better position to be in than to be working with children with like Instagram and social media now everyone can be a creative and like everyone wants to be mm-hmm. what are some of like their viewpoints on that as it like relates to their art and putting it out in the world now because it's like for us our generation like we grew up at a time before you know the internet before social media like careers we still like had people coming to our school and like do you want to be a teacher do you want to be a nurse like those kind of careers were like what we looked to doing but now the the world is different and like as a I don't know a sixth grader yeah I can very realistically say I want to be a really big dope photographer Mm -hmm. and like a model and all these things and it's possible yeah so like what are their like viewpoints and also kind of um challenges that that brings up as a youth like in because I don't know any kids that age yeah um so I think some of the things that we've heard them express is just having to look a certain way Mm -hmm. Um, just because, like, when we talk about, like, the modeling aspect of Mm -hmm. photography, it's just, like, they're seeing these, because more so we have women than we have boys. We have, this year, we got two consistent boys, so I was like, (laughs) yay! You know, but, um, for the most part, we've had girls, and I've heard them compare themselves a lot, um, having to be a certain way or fit into something, look a certain way yeah it can be very hard for them and I've seen some of them draw back too like because I have we did portraits yeah um and I would get them out of that um because I see the generation we're in we're taking like multiple photos (laughs) just to find one photo yeah Yeah. you know like it was like when I started the class I was like we're gonna take one photo one photo (laughs) like now you can place that person wherever you see fit I was like take your time mm-hmm. but I said tell the story based on what you're seeing mm-hmm. and not what you're taking because yeah. you like you could take the photo you don't even know what you're taking you're just snapping yeah. yeah. snapping yeah. right but when you're just patient that's when you get the best shot yeah so it's like I was trying to get them out of the element of just snapping because yeah. that's what I seen a lot of them do it just click 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 right. well now you don't even know if you have a good photo or not you're just yeah. sorting through to see which one you like yeah um so it's more so quality versus quantity exactly mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what I've definitely given them the um, aspect of what that looks like yeah um and then loving themselves because like we did this stare and I learned this from a retreat that I went to um, like the uncomfortableness of staring at someone mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in, the like, eye. <laughs> in the eye they had to stare at each other I made them do 30 seconds even though we yeah. had to do two minutes um, <laughs> but I wanted to see how they felt like I was yeah. like let's stare at each other and it was I was like you can laugh mm-hmm. you can giggle I said but you're going to get to see people's emotions you mm-hmm. know yeah. you'll get to see how they express themselves yeah. when they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, it's like, that's the best way to kind of... Break the ice. Exactly. Because, like, when you when I shoot, I don't always know everybody I'm shooting. Yeah. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Right. You know, they're nervous because maybe they, they've never taken professional photos before. Right. And I might be nervous because I don't know what to expect, you yeah. know? 
but it's like how do I break the ice yeah. and so like I may start a conversation mm-hmm. or you know I may have a consultation prior to just to you know get to know them so we can warm up then yeah. um but it's just like it's like how do you get yourself prepared for something you don't know what to expect mm-hmm. from it you know and so I had them do that exercise just to kind of get them out of their comfort zones because I know that photography is a little bit uncomfortable right. when you're first starting, mm-hmm. even being the shooter, because yeah. you got so many people who want to be fixed. Yes, like, exactly. You know, like, are you going to get the right you know, shot? Yeah, you're going to get me the right angle. Look like, and I'm like, one, I didn't get into photography to make people look like Perfect. somebody they're not. Exactly. It's like I got into photography to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And if I can't tell your story by the way I see you, then I can't. I can't work with you because right, yeah. genuinely I'm not doing what I, 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 I got into it for. Yeah. So um, I try to, with what I'm learning, I try to give that to them. I try to be as real as I can be with them because like the world can just chew you up and spit oh, you yeah. back out. And I just want them to like step outside of themselves so they can feel some of the things that may happen when they're in these uncomfortable positions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because once you get out there, you'll you'll be more prepared for it. You know, like, you'll be like, oh, I remember my photography teacher right. was teaching or telling yeah. me something about this. So. And it's nice, like, that is a safe environment for them to practice yeah. being mm-hmm. uncomfortable in uncertainty so that when they are in the world, you're like, okay, like, yeah, I've yeah. been through this, I'm good, I'm exactly. prepared, like, my nervous system can handle it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. So yeah, because in the real world, you don't get retakes. No. No. So this is a great place to retake. Yeah. If that didn't work out, how do we step back and learn from this? Exactly. So that's beautiful. Have um, With the kids that you work with, are they generally coming from neighborhoods that they aren't exposed to many things that yeah. like privileged kids are? Yeah. There's a... We have, like lots of different students you know mm-hmm. like I, I'm, sell, I'm telling you like it's the most diverse group I've ever worked in um when it comes to kids yeah mm-hmm. uh so it's crazy to hear and even see yeah because with even with photography what they take pictures of mm-hmm. and when they start to tell the story to the pictures some of them are telling the stories that we have one girl she really is a poet but she's telling her story through her photos and it's deep it's like deep to the point where she's going through some things Mm. at home and I'm like wow you know for her to find a way to channel Mm. what she's actually Mm -hmm. feeling and put it into writing I just it it blows me like it just is like wow you just that's why I said it, it's a humbling experience yeah. because there's these kids that are younger than me going through real life. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's why I said there's purpose for me being there too because maybe when they come, they're coming. They're consistent. Mm-hmm. We're getting the same kids. And that's why I'm like, wow, like they must feel something yeah. here, you yeah. know, and they enjoy being there. We always ask them, like, what can we do differently? Mm-hmm. They're like, nothing. <laughs> we, like, we like the class. It's yeah, like, it feels yeah. like a family. I've oh, heard them so say beautiful. that. So it's just like, yeah. this is like, I feel like we need them and they need us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I believe that, you know how you have those teachers like that were like, those teachers you'll never forget because mm-hmm. they like spoke life into your yeah. Yes. I feel like, not that I'm trying to be that, but I feel like 
that's what's happening mm-hmm. just because of what I feel from them the energy right. that I get from these kids is like yo I always say you may not get what I'm saying right now but you know in life when you're going through an experience I promise you you may think back and be like yo Miss Frazier told me because <laughs> you know? I had those teachers that yeah. I can look back and be like you know they told me this was gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I remember them talking about this, and I'm glad that I had them to share that with me right. because no one else did. You yeah. know, so I don't know. I just feel like I'm there for a reason, and I feel like what we're gaining from each other is just, you know, like I said, it's it's to me more so about healing and all that I do. Yeah. So I feel like this is like teaching is a part of healing. Yeah, you know, teaching them like. And if you're going to teach, you have to teach from truth. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing. That's why I'm going through this whole process yeah. mentally because I am talking to young people mm-hmm. and I can't be showing up a certain way. I can't be in this world acting up, doing yeah. all these things and then coming to them and telling them to be a certain way mm-hmm. when I know that I'm not that way. Well, kids are, they're honest yes. and they're in their <laughs> truth all the time so yeah. they can definitely pick Read. up on that uh-huh. absolutely so if you're not showing up in full authenticity it's not gonna land with them no and they'll probably call, call you yeah, out. Yeah, they call you out. <laughs> yes they have no problem with that so. <laughs> so like being on this journey what are some practices that you've incorporated into your life to create like boundaries for yourself and to create healing for yourself and, and um, your soul and, and your purpose and all of that? Like, what are some tangible things that you do to keep yourself balanced? Um, well, this year I learned to sit with myself. Um, mm-hmm. I think sitting with yourself is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I was the party queen. I like yeah. going out. And I'm not saying like party, but I'm just saying yeah. like going out and being around being around people networking and connecting with people like that was just a part of my daily kind of ritual like mm-hmm. I just either I had meetings I'm shooting you know I was at a networking event and just keeping busy yeah, just, yeah and never having time for me like yeah. or never just sitting with myself to really think and kind right. of like how's Tanisha feeling yeah, today in, yeah you know um <laughs> this year I also learned to detach um mm-hmm. I feel like we try to hold on to everything. Yes, yeah. even if it's hurtful and yes. painful for we'll us. we'll hold on to it and we'll try to keep figuring out why and why mm-hmm. and why. Mm-hmm. And because I used to do that a lot, that's how it stayed in the past a lot. Um, and I didn't realize that I was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when I detached, it's like it's like letting go. Like You're like, I can't bring all of these things into this new chapter of my life. I can't bring those old habits in because then I'm going to stay the same, you know? So I have to let go even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's hard. It's like you have to trust and that's where faith comes in, you know? Like I, I just, I, this year I literally have detached from everything. I, you know, friends, relationships, um, my place, he like yeah. gave my place up this year. Wow. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? Um, are you okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> the things that I own, mm-hmm. I've given away. I've yeah. given to other people. Um, 
getting ready to sell my car. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like I have Just to. shutting. Because the thing is, you never know how strong you are until you let go. And you have nothing and you're just like, you have besides yourself, like that's it. And so, um, I know I told you guys when Mm -hmm. we spoke on the phone that I am going on this journey out the country. I'm so so excited (laughs) for you. (laughs) Yes. And I I know those pictures are going to be so fly. (laughs) Um, but I think that everything's kind of, uh, preparing me for this. Like I can't go do this work if I don't detach mm-hmm. because then I'll be holding on to something right. here that yeah. where know. are you going so I'm going to Europe Asia and Africa is, so is this your first time this out of country my first time out of the country and by wow. yourself no I'm not going by myself okay. I'm actually going with my cousin Geneva okay. she's a traveler so she does this like this is more of her thing but yeah. it's like I'm glad that we're doing it together because mm-hmm. we've both two gone through some healing of our own and yeah that we had to kind of mend ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's great that we're in this space together and we're doing it together because yeah. we both lost our dads oh. and our dads were brothers. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, so I, I don't know what this journey is going to bring about, but I really think that it's going to move us both. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I feel like, like I said, of course, everything leading up into this journey, I think is like, let go, let God, mm, let go, yeah. let God. Don't question, don't worry, don't right. stress. Because even doing this journey, like, <clears throat> this is cost efficient. You know, <laughs> out of the country and everything cost. Yeah. And I, you know, me and her both been kind of stressing that piece because, you know, did we save enough? Right. Are we prepared? Yeah. Like, there was things that came up that weren't expected, but that's life. Life will try and knock you down when you're yeah, getting absolutely. ready to come yeah. up to that thing that, you know, is like that pivotal thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, don't, don't not go. Like, keep yeah. going. Even if I don't go out there what I plan to go out there with, just keep going because you never know what might take yeah. place. You never know what could happen. You, you never know who's going to come across. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, like, I don't know. I Because I've been detaching, I've started seeing why. Yeah. You know, like, when I let go, like, you know, I'm staying with my mom and I wasn't raised by my mom. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's something that I need to sort out there. there yeah. You know, like, I'm supposed to be with her in this moment. And our relationship is just becoming like more solid more yeah, pure wow. more loving and that's why I say you never know why God has you in certain situations because mm-hmm. I questioned everything before doing it but now that I'm in it I'm like okay God yeah, I yeah. see what you're doing yeah. like you know because it's starting to feel good it's I, I, I'm finding peace in a lot of things mm-hmm. now yeah. and I'm just like wow I, I, I don't think I've ever felt this this peaceful right. in yeah. life like I just I'm always worried, you know, like, so to just kind of be in this mind, I'm just like, I know that I'm on the right path, you know, and despite whatever happens or tries to knock me down, I'm still going to keep going, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it's funny, you were saying like your relationship with your mom is shifting and it's amazing sometimes we don't really think about it, but when we decide to heal and heal ourselves, that heals other people mm-hmm. and especially in your lineage and like <clears throat> you have <clears throat> excuse me with three new ancestors now and you know that realm mm-hmm. and your, your relationship with your mom is getting better so it's like you had to walk that road and maybe god put it on you to be that person for your family for 
whomever to open up those doors yeah. to like break those curses yeah. and you know to like do this work and to show them what is possible for for you and yeah. your family yeah I think I mean I would like to say that I feel like this generation mm -hmm. I'm just it's not just me but I'm hearing other people no it is in this are, year in particular yeah, I feel like something it's about awakening. this year yeah exactly and people are waking up and they're the first in their yeah. families yeah they and I hear people because when I express my story there's a lot of people who have expressed their stories to me and have said you know like I'm that person in my family mm -hmm. that I'm breaking certain things yeah. that were generational for us right. that you know kept happening and I found even myself doing some of the things yeah but then that's when you decide that's when you come to that stage in your life where you're like do I continue to repeat mm -hmm. or do I shift and change courses yeah. right you know and so I was like yo like show them a different way yeah and don't feel like you have to be this way because this is what you've been taught yeah, you know yeah. like you don't have to be like that you be who you feel like you're called to be because when you start walking in your purpose people can see it like yeah. they feel it it's like mm -hmm. there's something like sometimes i walk into the room and people will be like yo something about there's you. Yeah. Like, yeah. and i don't even know i'm not yeah. doing anything i'm just there and yeah that's when i realized it's like when you are really walking in your truth it's like everything just starts moving. Mm -hmm. it's, it's energy. It's it's that like energy. everything is for a reason. Yeah. Everything yeah. lines itself up. Everything makes sense now. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I'm just like, I have to do this work. There is no like if I can, right. you know, it's yeah. like just do it and mm -hmm. see. Like that's the only way to know. Like you don't know if you can't I don't even know when I take this journey what's gonna happen. Right. You know, yeah. like I can plan it all I want. But when I get there is when everything comes to yeah, life, yeah. you know, like that's when life really happens. Yeah. Like, and so that's why I'm just like, you know, just do the work and you'll see what's on the other end. Mm -hmm. You'll start seeing for yourself, like what, why you were supposed to be in this position. Mm -hmm. What was the whole outcome for you? Yeah. And then maybe it'll start to make sense then. Right. Well, I just feel like god will show you maybe the vision like the big vision yeah but those like steps that you have to take to get there yeah he's not going to show you because a lot of us i know i would be scared and say no this is too big this is too much for me i can't do it yeah to give up everything that you have and own right now yeah to say all right god yeah, really just right. lead me yeah. like it that's is, a scary step you guys it is i be asking myself all the time. <laughs> like what are you thinking like but like but it's like I have to it's mm -hmm. like at this point I don't question anything because I've seen like when right, you start yeah, seeing you see it's like results. what do you have to question mm -hmm. like yeah. you know and I think it's more so like you see people in the world and maybe they're not doing what you're doing and yeah. you're like comparing yourself yeah. because you're like whoa why do I feel like I'm the only one on this journey mm -hmm. and everybody yeah. else is smooth sailing you know and yeah. it seems like they're living this life that I want yeah. you know like you you see people but that's why I'm like you can compare all day but you still don't know yeah. their story yeah mm -hmm. you know so all you have is yours and that's what you have to live in you have to live in your truth and then yeah. that's where your story starts to just show itself mm -hmm. and that's why I'm just like, I, I'm doing this work and everything about what I'm doing is just shifting me, it's changing me. It's, it's just, 
it has me believing more in myself now. Right. Yeah. Like for the longest, I didn't believe in me, and now I feel like I have more faith in myself. I'm like, you can do this, T. Like, yeah. Nothing's too hard. You know, yeah. even yeah. if it seems like it, you can get through it. And well, after you get through this year, you're like, yeah. you can do <laughs> anything. Yes. So I'm just like I said, I'm very excited for the shift. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's uncomfortable, but. I like being uncomfortable. I can now say that. I like yeah. to be uncomfortable because I don't know what's going to come with yeah. it. And that's yeah. where the growth is happening, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's so. So with your photography, like, where do you get your inspiration from? Where do you draw, like, inspiration? Is it music, art, food, whatever? Like, I think just people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say that just because, like, how we're talking, yeah. you know, like, this is where it starts for me is having a conversation mm-hmm. and realizing wow like we have a lot of things that we don't really talk about and when you get around people where you can share like this mutual kind of feeling Mm -hmm. that's where to me the storytelling begins because it's like yo we're both here yeah yeah yeah. both get this you know and I'm not saying that I don't work with people who don't get it because I feel like that's why I've done it. Like, really, photography has, like, I stepped outside of my comfort zone. Like, talking to people, yeah, having yeah. conversation, you know, getting people comfortable in front of the camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all uncomfortable, yeah. you know? Like, but I feel like in doing so, I've met some amazing people. I've met people with incredible, excuse me, incredible stories. I've learned a lot because I've gotten to be in establishments where I didn't even think I'd be in like you know doing events and then you Mm -hmm. hear all these people share stories Mm -hmm. or talk about how they got to where they're at like it I don't know it just I don't know I I just feel like being a photographer is more than just taking the photos for me yeah it comes with um I don't know the word that I would use for it, um, but I feel like it just has allowed me to see life so differently. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, you're taking pictures through a lens anyway, so it's kind of like, what do you see on Change the other side yeah. of your, your lens? Like, And I don't know. I just like that aspect of it. I like that I can see something you don't see. Yeah. Like, you know, I can see people's insecurities when I'm taking the photos. <laughs> yeah. Like, not even, and I, I get to talk to them because mm-hmm. then I can relate. Right. I can be like, I stepped in front of a camera. I understand mm-hmm. it can be uncomfortable too, yeah. but not just stepping in front of a camera. Like when you can see someone and you mm-hmm. see yourself in them, yes. now you can talk to them. Right, with compassion. Exactly. Yeah. And then it makes that, she, like people be like, that's why I like working with you because it's not just about you getting these photos. Mm-hmm. It's more about the relationship bonding aspect of it. Like, yeah. It's more for me than just the photography. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I um, just love the fact that you've changed the idea of perspective when it comes to photography and teaching the young generation is so important in the world that we live in today. Yeah. And they are the future. And if you're able to teach kids at that age where they're so influenced by... Right as adults in their yeah. lives because if you think about yourself when you were at that age like 
if an adult said something, that means it was right, most mm-hmm. likely, right? Yeah. So if you're able to give them this new outlook on the world that they may not be exposed to at home, the possibilities are endless for them because now it gives them hope, especially mm-hmm. if you're not brought up in a way where you have things available for you to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And a lot of problems that we have with the younger generation is that we don't allow them to feel those mm, emotions. Yeah. yeah. So we become adults that hold our, all yeah. these emotions and we don't know how to express them. And it takes us years to figure out how we want to express those or feelings. Or even how we feel because yeah. it's like you spend so much time repressing and suppressing those yeah. feelings and like feeling wrong about them and mm-hmm. trying to like ma- put on all these masks to cover them up. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you run into issues as an adult with like depression anxiety Mm -hmm. and like just having a chaotic life because you've lost um the ability to hear that inner guidance that Mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier like that voice that tells you this is right this is wrong you know this feels good this doesn't feel good um yeah it's beautiful and I really appreciate that you're giving them purpose at such a young age too because for me as an adult, like once I stepped into that and, and figuring out that I have a purpose, that I'm here for a reason, I might not know that reason right now, but there is a reason. I have been able to walk through this life with, I guess, more confidence and more um, like the feeling of being deserving. Like I deserve to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been put here by divine for whatever reason. And we all have. Yeah. And I feel like I wish I got that earlier because yeah. who knows, you know, how things would turn out. So I just really appreciate people that are reaching out to the younger generation and giving them that purpose so I that think, they can go on now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's where we started seeing as ourselves, like we need to provide certain lanes platforms Mm -hmm. because of the things that we experienced that we didn't have and I think that's kind of where those ideas come about I'm pretty sure like even for you guys with your podcast yeah it's like there was something that you guys felt was missing and Mm -hmm. you were like yo we can do this we're Mm -hmm. already doing it yeah I think that's where I was it was like yo with photography I can incorporate what I do like you know how I've even got into this position myself so Mm -hmm. it's like that's why I said like it's the truth I'm telling them the truth it's not like I'm just putting like oh you know making some magical stories Mm -hmm. like this is how it's gonna no 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 this whole thing was a journey it wasn't just no like I got placed here yeah yeah, I didn't just get it like that Mm -hmm. you know but in the journey it's just like just trust the process just trust everything even when it seems hard just keep trusting because you have to go through these things it's all there to strengthen you you know if you don't get knocked down you're not gonna know how to get back up you know yeah so it's just like you know that's why I do this work I I really am giving myself to people it's like this is me yeah raw and authentic I'm not gonna be anybody other than myself and I love that because like there there's so many photographers in the world there are so many actors in the world there are so many artists and I don't know even like software programmers in the world (laughs) whatever you know like no one's reinventing the wheel but I feel like we are all um 
meant to bring our own truth and authenticity to whatever we're doing because yeah. that's like how we're going to make a difference mm-hmm. so you can be a photographer yes there are a million out there but you can bring your truth your perspective to it and like make it your own yeah. thing yeah. yeah and that's like the beauty of 2019 I guess yeah. <laughs> we're able to do that right now um what projects are you working on or like that are coming up that you want to share with people so um I like I said I am going on this journey that's mm-hmm. like my next biggest thing um I plan on being gone for about three to four months wow. longer if it you know yeah god happens. willing exactly yeah. um I feel like I want to really show like things from a different aspect Mm -hmm. especially now that I'm going outside Mm -hmm. of my comfort zone to another country where there's so many things taking place there um, that we hear about but we don't really know about Mm -hmm. you know because we if we haven't gone how do we know Um, so I really plan on sharing the stories of people who I meet along the way um if if they're open to it honestly but also like sharing the uncomfortableness of being in another country and the things that I'm facing because I know things are gonna happen yeah I'm like mentally preparing myself like you know things are gonna happen you're probably gonna want to come home but yeah I want to be able to share that too with Mm -hmm. you know people like why why is this like a feeling that I'm having um, Mm -hmm. in that moment um also like before I leave um I am doing another video. Um, Tierra will be in it. And um, Marcus and Tanelli, they're the Mark Marcus is the videographer. Yeah. Um, and Tanelli is the producer behind Journey to Compassion. But uh, we're all going to talk because we all have gone through this detaching kind of process. And I'm like, we're all working Beautiful. together, so yeah. why don't we come together mm-hmm. and talk about like what it feels like to detach from things yeah um and have that conversation um I think that what the journey to compassion is doing is they're creating these conversations that need to be had right and yeah. I think that I am so moved by that because I have a lot of things that I want to talk about yeah. so it's like I mean it just starts with like right now mm-hmm. and it just continues to carry on into everything now that I touch it's just like I want to be able to shed light on things and really show what I'm doing versus mm-hmm. people having an assumption of what they think I'm yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, like a journey of your healing. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So we're definitely excited to yeah. follow that journey. <laughs> <laughs> like, we want to be there on the trips with you. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story and being so vulnerable with us here today and also through your platform and your work that you're doing. Like, this literally the conversations that we have with women they're just so beautiful and we get so much out of them so much so i'm like i don't even care if other people are listening yeah i needed this exactly (laughs) so we like just the amount of gratitude that we feel for each guest that like sits in that chair and shares Mm -hmm. it's beautiful um so yeah, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys for providing <laughs> where, this platform too. Where can people find you and yeah, anything that you want to shout out and promote, please? Yeah, so I mean, they can follow my personal Instagram page is a girl with vision. Mm-hmm. I also have my photography page is MC Photography Co. At the end of that, 
And then I would also like them to follow the journey to compassion because I will be doing more work with them. And that's just like if people are interested in sharing their stories, I think that they should really reach out and, you know, start their healing process because I believe that it's going to be a beautiful thing. And the journey itself is just amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you.